Hello, welcome to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today, we have quite a crew with us. We got Tim Lester, we got Steve Hahn, and we have Steve Reinhardt, and we have Shay Wells. <laughs> and today we're going to refer Steve Reinhardt as Reinhardt, just to not confuse us all. So, um, man, we haven't done a podcast in probably quite a while, probably six or seven months. That is totally my fault. I went into a deep, deep um, uh, session of depression, and God finally allowed me to crawl my way out of that and taught me a lot in that, but I'm finally out of that. I'm sure we'll do a podcast at some point on depression, but that won't happen today. So today we're going to, I, this scripture kind of popped in my head a while back and I kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. And it kind of started like really affecting me on like, well, how, what do I really do? And the scripture is Mark 12, 31, love your neighbor the same as you love yourself. And I really started thinking about that as, well, do I really love myself? Can I love my neighbor? Can I love the person I just see down the street walking? Yes, I think I can. Can I look in the mirror and look back at myself? Can I love that person? And that's, I think, what started really making me challenge to love myself. Because for so long, I felt like it was wrong for me to love myself. So what do you guys think of that? What do you think of that scripture? Does that speak to any of you does that can you agree disagree what do you guys think well <clears throat> i can chime in on that i mean i definitely have struggled with you know just self-image just uh, accepting myself uh i tend to uh you know overanalyze things and overanalyze myself but when you talk about when the scriptures say and the lord says or Jesus says, uh, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor is yourself. You know, you can look at that a couple of ways. You can look at that as a command, which it is, or you can look at it as a source. And so, you know, it's saying, go out and love your neighbor, go out and love yourself. Uh, and here's the seven ways to do it, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and so somebody tells you seven ways to do that. And you write down the list and you put it on your mirror and every mirror, every morning you go and you look at that and you go like, oh, yeah, you know, and you walk away and immediately forget all that stuff. I don't know about you, but that has never helped me to say that these are the seven ways to do this. And this is mm -hmm. six ways to have Bible study. And this is the five ways to pray. And this is the four ways that, uh, you know, you should evangelize, blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. because it's just another list. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> in my experience, uh, I, I, you know, I swallowed that kind of stuff, hook, line and sinker. And because and, 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 I equated that with spirituality, mm -hmm. this is spirituality is doing these things. And it's not that they're bad things. You know, there's nothing wrong with studying the scripture. We definitely want to pray. We want to evangelize. We want to do all of those things. But that is not my source. My source is Jesus. And I believe that the Lord says, 
to love him because what he's telling us is it's about relationship first and foremost of anything is that he's telling me that out of out of out of love look if you really want to understand life and to have life love me because i love you and i could never love him as much as he loves me and so he's inviting me in he's saying come in and you can have life and so instead of being a commandment all the commandments as a matter of fact because jesus came to fulfill the law all of the commandments in my relationship with christ instead of becoming a burden they become promises and so well what does this have to do with loving yourself well i know that uh in my christian life i really you know i jumped in both feet you know, I was a new creation and I was very excited about it. But then, you know, I got hooked up with people that tend to be very legalistic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't blame them. They're, you know, they were where they were in their walk with God. And, you know, I accepted it. And, and so, uh, you know, this is no condemnation on them. But the bottom line is it didn't work. And one of the key things that they said was, you know, loving yourself is crazy because, you know, you're just a sinner, right? That's all you are. And you have no right to love yourself. You don't deserve to love yourself. And, you know, with someone like me that already didn't really like myself, Mm. uh, that's just fuel on the fire. You know, it's just more reasons not to like myself. It's like, well, geez, I'm a failure there. And gosh, I guess I'm a failure over here too. And I I can't do that. And it just, it's just this never ending spiral of failure and uh, unfulfillment. And so, you know, finally, through many years, the Lord broke me out of that. uh, And largely a lot of it because of the ministry of abiding life ministries. And, uh, And I'm very thankful for that. But the bottom line is that if I don't love myself, you know, a lot of Christians are saying you need to uh, not love yourself, but you need to love others. And if I don't love myself, how can I love others? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, which led to the question, when is it okay for me to feel, feel good about myself? You know, when, when is it okay as a Christian? When can I, you know, just have that feeling that I, I'm okay? And, you know, many Christians would say, well, never. And mm-hmm. for that, I'd say, well, you know, okay, great. Life sucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, nothing works. This is great. You know, yeah, come to Jesus. You can be miserable too. Yeah. Yes, Reinhardt. Yes, yes, uh, Steve. I was just wondering. Um, wonder if we could like toss that question around here among us five. And I'd love to hear from Shay first, since she's uh, bringing the wisdom to us today. And she was just ordained. That's right. <laughs> ordained over Zoom. Yeah. Um. Of when is it okay to love ourselves? Is that yeah, the Steve, st- Steve said, when's it, okay f- when's it okay for me to feel good about myself? Right mm. now. Right now. It's okay. I think it's interesting that I've, this might be a little 
odd, but I feel like the, the notion of not loving yourself, because I feel like then we fear it's egotistical or it's full of pride. And so we, we go into this whole of not loving ourselves, but really it comes from other people's opinions of us because the Mm. Bible's telling us right now, like love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you have to love yourself so that you can love your neighbor. Right. But we have this thing of, oh, but if I love myself, other people are going to think I'm not a good Christian. And if I love myself, what if I, what if I claim that like, I'm good. I really love me. Jesus is in you anyway. So there's, there's that part of you. Um, but then we fear that like, what are other people going to think? Are they going to think I'm full of pride? Are they going to think I'm egotistical? Are they going to think that I'm taking it too far when really Jesus is commanding us? He's telling us to love ourselves. So I think the perfect time to love yourself is right now. And I don't think it has to look a certain way. I don't think it that there's like some magical thing of like, oh, I love myself. So now I'm good. It takes time and it takes a conscious effort to do things like Noah has talked about for a few years of like looking yourself in the mirror and telling yourself you love yourself. It doesn't happen the first time, but Mm -hmm. right now is the moment that you can start taking those steps to start loving yourself. And then I think that when we start loving ourselves and I'm going to talk to women for a moment, I know that we're on a zoom with a bunch of men. That's why we have you on here. Women in particular, I feel like we have this pressure of, we have to give everything that we have to our husbands and to our, and to our kids. And we have to do all these things. And we tend to, as women, we start not taking care of ourselves and not loving ourselves because we have to give everything to everybody else. And if I don't, if I give a little piece of myself to me, I'm not a good mom. And if I start loving myself, I'm not showing up for my husband as I should be. And so then we tend to put ourselves on that back burner and not love ourselves when really women in particular, if we love ourselves, we love our children better. We love our husbands better. Mm. We have a, a closer relationship with Jesus because we start giving basically the Jesus within us time. We start giving the Jesus within us that love and that just then like spreads to everyone around us. And so I think now is the perfect time to start loving yourself and to start taking those steps. And I think it's super important, especially for women. Not, I know that men need it too, but I'm the only girl here. So I have to give a shout out to the women and what we need. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anybody else want to answer before I go? Tim? I said, you go right ahead. I'm wide open to hearing what you have to say next. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I guess for me, you know, okay, yes, I would agree. Yes. When is a good time to love myself? I would say now, if I can. Uh, I guess I take it day to day. Um, I definitely have a lot of negative thoughts that come into my head on a daily basis. So And I think that's how God wants it, right? He wants us to be in the now, in the moment, constantly inviting him in, constantly saying, hey, I need you now. And I think what's really been helping me recently is uh, talking back to the negative thoughts that go on into my head. Like, as soon as I'm like, 
I'm sure most of you guys, well, maybe not everyone's like this, but <laughs> sometimes I say this and they're like, I, I've never thought that. I'm like, okay, well, it's just me, but I'll wake up in the, you know, wake up in the morning and instantly think, man, you're a loser, you know, or what's wrong with you? There's something seriously wrong with you. And it's like, yeah, there is, there is something seriously wrong with me. So now I'm going to live today. Like there's something wrong with me. And that is pushing everyone away, pushing my wife away, pushing my kids away. You know, oh, someone's calling from the ministry. Eh, I'll just say I'm busy. You know, I'm just going to be a be what that little voice said I'm going to be. And what's really been helping me is I, I started realizing how much that voice, well, one, how much I listen to that voice and how much it affects me when I listen to it. So I thought, well, there's got to be another way. I've already gone. I've already done my 42 years of living like a scumbag. (laughs) So why not? What if I talk back to that voice? So when that voice came into my head, I I did it a couple months ago. It came up in the morning, of course. And as soon as it came up, all I said was, no, I'm perfect in Jesus. And all of a sudden I said, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? And he says, well, get up. Oh, okay. Well, I get up. So I got out of bed and start going, you know, and all of a sudden that voice came into my head again. Oh, there's something wrong with you. Nope. I'm actually perfect in Jesus. And then I start moving on. So constantly inviting Jesus in, constantly opening the door. Yes, Jesus, come on in, come on in. And what I realized while doing it, one, it's fun to do because you're actually, every thought that comes into my head, I'm bringing it to God. I'm not even, I'm not even questioning, hey, is this you or anybody or Satan or myself? I'm just saying, no, I'm perfect. And I'm telling you, like, Shay knows this about me. If I, if I go out to my truck and I forgot my keys, I'm wrecked for the day because now I'm the only person on earth who, for, who, who would forget their keys. <laughs> You know, that's what you're telling yourself. You're like, I'm the biggest idiot on earth. Why did God even allow me to accept Jesus? Why hasn't he killed me yet? <laughs> you know, I forgot my keys. I'm the worst human ever. What else is going to go wrong? Well, yet again, listening to that voice. So I did that recently and just said, no, perfect in Jesus. And then just moved on. So that has really been helping me. And if you guys don't mind me spilling a little bit more about myself the other part is I think when I was a child I I you know dyslexic and all that stuff feeling dumb my dad did bring a scripture to me and I think he brought it to me to to help me to say hey weakness is good mm-hmm. and the the scripture is what second Corinthians 12 9 11 dash 11 When I am weak, then I am strong, which is, a you know, I think is probably a really good verse unless you take it the way I took it. And that was, I have to be as weak as possible so God can be strong in me. So what that did to me is I just started hating myself. You know, I got to be weak. I can, you know, do everything wrong. Just constantly. I just went down that road of all my life, just doing things wrong and constantly saying, no, I can't love myself because I need to be weak. I need to stay weak. I need to stay weak so God can be strong in me. Well, all that did to me (laughs) at the end of the day was you look in the mirror and say, 
I just want you to die. Like, I hate myself with an absolute passion. Like, but no, I'm weak. I'm weak. So now God can, God can move through me. And it, I think for me, it was just such a, I mean, talk about twisting scripture, I guess, right? Because I, I definitely, I definitely would use that scripture against the love yourself as your neighbor. And I think, and I would just constantly go back to that scripture and go, no, I need to be weak. But it's kind of funny in my head, I being weak, it means then to uh, despise yourself. Yeah. So it's just a very strange thing. And I'm, I'm starting to get out of it. God's allowing me to see other things and get out of it now. But can I add something? Yes, to please yours? do. Just because I've been married to you for so long mm -hmm. and there's a second piece to this that I think is important to talk about. Okay is one you've always had it of like I have to be weak I have to be weak but then the other thing is you've also had I can't really say like a a fear but as something about you can't be full of pride either mm -hmm. and so then you like you would do something amazing and or you would I don't know. You just, you're like one of the smartest people on the planet, but you can't take that as mm -hmm. I'm smart because then you're going to be full of pride. Right. And so then you would deny any, um, like anything, anyone would say something to you, or you would do something really well. And you would instantly go, but it was Jesus, but mm -hmm. it was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, which I think is okay, but it was this, I can't take a compliment because then I could be full of pride and I have to stay weak. Yeah, And I think that that's something that a lot of Christians struggle with is I need to be weak and I can't be proud of myself because then that's not in weakness and then God can't work through me. Mm -hmm. And so I just, there's a, a second part to it that I think is really like, it's been really cool to watch you grow too and pull yourself and, and you and Jesus on this walk of pulling yourself out of this self-hatred. But also I've noticed in the last few months you've started like becoming proud of yourself for things, which mm -hmm. I know is hard because you, yeah, it you've is. had this, I have to be weak, but it's also okay to be proud of yourself. It's okay to love yourself. It's okay to say, look what I did. This is cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Anyway, I wanted to add the second part. Well, thank you. <laughs> all right. What do you guys think about all of that? But just a side note, and I, I want to get right back to what you said. I'm not trying to get us off topic, but I think one of the reasons that uh, beginning with myself and others, we definitely do have a culture that um, uh, overuses the whole self-love. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, to, to Steve's point that he was talking about actually before we came on, that we try to tell people who are not trying they're just kind of showing up and there's no there's no effort energy investment at all and you know and we give them an award and we you know tell them everybody's okay no matter what and and so on and yeah. I'm, I'm all for holding people up and holding the crown above their head that's not my point but one of the reasons that i think it makes it even clunky to talk about this is i mean i, I myself have seen the result of of uh kids being raised with that idea that it you know doesn't matter if you put any effort in or not you know everybody's good everybody's wonderful everybody gets a ribbon yeah everybody gets a ribbon and and we've seen the result of that just in everyday life experience 
And so uh, that's a part of the the rejection of this concept, you know, just as a, and I'm just talking in a greater culture because I'm a, I'm a Christ follower, but I live in a, a culture that has some things to it that uh, just seem a little crazy for me. And whether the people are in the church or not in the church, the body of Christ, whether or not they claim to be Christ followers or not, that, that sort of that culture that has influenced us. And so Noah, to your point, some of those things that you're thinking about, whether it's specifically what you were thinking, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sitting here making notes to myself and I'm going, why am I having so much trouble with this myself while I'm sitting here mm. sort of gathering my thoughts about it? And uh, so, uh, uh, again, I really appreciate what you said, but I, I just wanted, if anybody be, might be listening to this podcast, I really want to encourage you to sort of press on through if you're, if you're struggling, get your mind, getting your mind around this. Because it's hard when I have a whole culture that views something a particular way, whether it's in the church or out of the church, to say, look, I, I need a shift of definition and I definitely need a shift of focus. Mm -hmm. And just saying, well, Jesus has got this is 100% true, but it, do it doesn't end the fog of how, I'm, how I live in a culture mm -hmm. that has, by my strong opinion, a miss. Uh, it's all focus in the subject of self love. And so then when we start to, I'm, to, I don't, maybe nobody else is, but when I start talking about this, it's really hard for me to get my head around it because dozens of people come to mind that, and, and including myself, that are influenced by a culture that has a wrong focus to the fix of people having self hatred. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So all I have to say for the moment, I'm just, uh, but working through you. it, and yeah, working through it for myself. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So, if you're listening and you're going, "Oh, my head hurts," stick with us here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim, I think you brought up some really important points there. That this is confusing and um, it's challenging some of our status quo values, especially in our biting life mm -hmm. culture. Uh, some of the things Noah said, you know, like strength for weakness, like that's one of our, for better lack of better words, slogans mm -hmm. uh, and experiences, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, so to have that challenged is difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, and, at the, and at the same time, like you said, Tim, I'd like to like maybe dive in and just ask, Steve asked a great question, when's it okay to feel good about me? Mm -hmm. My answer to that question is uh, whenever the Lord feels good about you, I guess, would be okay to me. Whenever he loves you, then that's so good that you can love yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time, I'd love to maybe throw out the, another question is like, well, how would you define loving yourself? Like, what are we really talking about? Are we like talking mm -hmm. about putting ourselves up on a pedestal and saying, oh my gosh, you know, everybody worship me or what do we, mm -hmm. what do we actually mean by mm, uh, loving ourselves? And I just like throw that out to you guys. Well, I have one initial response to that, Steve. I, th I think it's really good and right and proper for me to love myself. And I have a specific example really quickly when. As I'm abiding in Christ, as I, you know, today I invited Jesus in. And he takes, for instance, my ability to be an encouragement to people. Mm -hmm. When when he 
And that's a strength of, I, I mean, my personality, I'm an encouraging guy. You know, I can talk to you about bananas and, you know, you're encouraged about going and getting a banana and eating it. But it's not necessarily the life of Christ flowing out of me. You might feel good, but you get the point. So even something that would be counted as a strength of mine, like the big joke is, is Tim would make a great car salesman, you know, because I can talk people into things and they're feeling good when they go away. Except I tell you what, I've seen that part of me not under the control of Christ. And it it's not good. People mm-hmm. have walked away from me feeling empty or feeling like I've talked them into something mm-hmm. they should have never done, or they just feel like there's something wrong here. And it's because at that moment when I have not uh, genuinely said, Jesus, whatever in me you can you you can move through then you do that um on those days even though it's a strength of mine that normally people would tell me to love not under the control of christ i've seen it do some pretty big damage and so steve to your so my first answer to your question i think there are several answers is i don't want to love the self in me that has the ability to use my strengths to manipulate people Mm-hmm. and I have done that before and it has not it, they might have gone away smiling but they went away uh, almost like somebody stuck a, uh, an IV in them and sucked the blood right out of them because they walked away maybe even saying yes 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 but it, and that's working as something by way of personality is a real strength for me and people would normally say yeah Tim that's really good you use that you know that you're a good guy and all that and and I, I'm not, I am grateful that I don't have a personality that rubs everybody wrong. I've just, so the answer is, the first answer is, I think it is not only proper, but good. And there's life in it when, whether it's my strengths to your point, Noah, or my weaknesses, somehow Christ is energizing in a very practical way as I interact with people. In other words, they, they get to taste that. And it's a good thing. So that part I should at least love. I don't think I ought to love the Tim that that is in in charge of my personality, my ability to have conversations with people that that is honestly serving himself at a particular moment. Okay, can I add can I ask something to you, Tim, on that? Sure, sure. I was done with my you, words. Now. Yeah, you I might want to answer and you might not. But do you but do you think God hates that part of you or loves that part of you? Well, I I think he loves who he created me to be. Mm-hmm. He's not at all happy when I use it in my pride. You know, if we were if we were quoting Apostle Paul when I let my flesh run the show, um uh they're they're the very thing that he created in me that is amazing mm-hmm. uh, now gets misused. Now, do I think God's up there wringing his hands because I misused what he created me to be? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could tell you hours and hours of stories how he's he in his grace and mercy has brought me back online. But no, I don't hate that particular thing that I am, mm-hmm. that personality part. But But I'll tell you what, uh, it it 
it doesn't serve to express the life of Christ to my neighbor when it when it's not under his control. And the thing about it, I've had people pat me on the back plenty of times about what an amazing talker I am and how I can talk people, you know, down or I can influence them. When the truth is, is all I was doing was saving the fact that I hated myself at that moment. Mm. In other words, I got backed into a corner and I pulled out all my Rico Suave, cool conversation ability, and I put people down. And everybody patted me on the back and told me what a great guy I was. I, I don't, while I know Christ still loves me and I know that he loves that thing in me that he created me to be able to do. Uh, he is not happy with the fact that I used it to promote myself at that moment mm. and to put other people down with it. Does so, that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you, got back, you got back into another corner with that question. That's a dirty question. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you had to divide Tim up into you know, somebody who's uh, good and bad and listens and doesn't listen. And uh, I felt sad hearing that. Uh, mm. I, I really felt sad hearing that because um, I don't think God does that to us. Mm -hmm. I, I think we have a relationship with him and uh, that he loves Tim as a whole. Mm -hmm. And he's really much more concerned with our relationship, your relationship with mm -hmm. him and me and, uh, and, and those things that maybe we don't like about ourselves. Uh, you know, he's, he's not as concerned about all, not to say he doesn't care about how we behave or what we do or don't do or what we believe or don't believe. Uh, but I think where we, where we're, you know, for me in any way in, the, in these questions is uh, we have to divide ourselves up mentally, emotionally to be able to think that God can, well, God can actually love me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that when we see how he does love us and and even when we're going completely bonkers uh, i've been pursued and pursued and pursued like tim was mm -hmm. saying and when i was like totally off track when i was totally running away uh, he pursues me amen not because i'm abiding not because i'm following him not because it's because he's because that's who he is that's his nature he yeah, loves and so i and so I think for me if, to define self-love would be just like, well, it's just like God loving me. Uh, I'm going to have the same thoughts and emotions about me that he has. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to have, why would I want to challenge what he says? You know, why would I want to believe something different about me than what he believes? And, and I can be realistic about it. I know I can be uh, and act like a jerk sometimes and treat people mm -hmm. shabbily. Uh, and yet he's never turned his back on me. And in mm -hmm. fact, he always pursues me. And like Tim was saying, uh, I feel closer to him actually after I've done that because I know it's all about him and not about me. I know, <laughs> I know it has like zero to do with what, how I perform or how I abide. And it's just totally about God loves because mm -hmm. it, I mean, you, it'd be like trying to, you know, stop the rain from falling to keep his love from coming down on us. It's just like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't deserve this rain. Like, oh my gosh, I'm... I haven't abided perfectly forever. And yep. yet the rain keeps falling and the sun mm -hmm. keeps shining. It keeps coming up. And 
Oh, thank God he loves. Anyway, yeah. so that's kind of my de definition of what self-love would be. It would be to love me like think of myself as God thinks of me. No, mm -hmm. and, and, you, and you gave us an example of that. Well, I'm perfect in Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, for, and so I think that's, um, I, that's, that's my two cents. Steve Hong, what about you? Oh, sorry. Tim. Well, I'll turn something Steve said before you go on. Steve, okay. I, um, uh, we were having a big, long discussion with some guys the other day and, and basically what you just said came up and what occurred to me while they were talking was this. Um, one of the, we were studying actually in the book of Galatians where he's talking about quit, quit devouring each other in the fifth chapter. And, you know, uh, the, he says the only thing that really matters is, is uh, operating in faith with Christ and loving each other, you know? So, uh, but what something occurred to me when those guys were talking is, is this, that when, God's voice, and to your point, when I hear, see, and receive what he, this internal sense of being valued and complete and whole, if I have, if I have that, and if I hear that from him again and again and again, and I, and I, I if you will, I, I start taking that in, I, I'm eating that every day, I'm drinking, whatever image you want to use, and it, if I have that, then I am so completely convinced and so completely full when you come along and you need to be loved as my neighbor even if you're ornery obnoxious hard to get along with whatever else i actually now have the capability to do that because i don't need anything from you so whether or not you respond to what i'm doing at all i don't need anything from you mm -hmm. and uh one of the guys said well i think that's impossible and i said i think <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It's impossible unless you're full. And so, Steve, I think you I mean, I really like your definition, because once I get that. I can go ahead and to um, uh, Steve's point, I was talking should have said Reinhardt. Reinhardt, I like your definition because what Steve said about the commands of God. If I don't need anything from you, I can freely just let things roll. And if you smack me or don't smack me, is it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if there's an end result to it because I have everything I'm actually in reality, not just because I had a good theology lesson that I said amen to, but I'm actually experiencing hearing his voice, taking in, eating all that he gives me. I'm drinking and Jesus called himself the living water. So I guess I guess. I'm I'm being refreshed again and again. So that that's why I really like what you said. Hmm. Steve, what are you thinking? I you know, just listening to Reinhardt and, and Tim, uh, I guess what I thought and what the Lord brought to mind for me is is that you're we're talking about choosing life. Hmm. And because that's what Jesus is, he's life. And uh, that's why he says we should love him because he's life. He gives life. And without him, I don't have life. And so, you know, from a practical perspective, for me, you know, I, I'm very analytical and, you know, I, I really want to understand everything. And, there, you know, there's just a lot of things that the Lord does that you don't understand. But uh, I do know that I have a soul and I have a spirit and I have a body. 
And the body is the material part of me in this earth that is here and uh, manifests who I am inside. And, and so I have my soul, I have my, my spirit. And in the past, my soul was a lot bigger than my spirit. And, you know, if we define soul as your mind, emotions, and will, and, you know, kind of who you are and what you've experienced in life and uh, how you formed your self-image of, of who you are, whether you like yourself, uh, whether you don't like yourself, whether maybe you like yourself too much, uh, or you're perfectly, you're perfectly balanced, right? You're... That's what a psychologist would say. You have a, a healthy self-image, right? The bottom line is, is that I can have the healthiest image in the world and go straight to hell because I don't know Jesus and I don't have life. And so if I have life, if I take Jesus, then wherever I am on that scale, I can give life. I have life and I can give life. And uh, that life is through Jesus. And, and now I don't, I, I don't have to listen to those voices that say, you're an idiot, you're stupid. Why did you do that? Mm. Only a moron would do that. I don't have to listen to the voices that say, uh, you're the best thing since sliced bread. You know, you're, mm. you're, boy, you know, I'm an island in a sea of incompetence, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't have to listen to those voices. Uh, but what I do listen to is that I have Christ in me and he is being manifested through me. And so my spirit, and, and I think Christians struggle with this. We always think of the Holy Spirit, right? We think of God's spirit and we totally ignore the fact that we have a spirit, our spirit. And when I was born again, that spirit became alive. Before it was dead, and now it's alive, and I can be one with him, that my spirit can be one with his spirit. The problem is, is I've been living my whole life listening to my soul, listening to my mind, emotions, and will. So that has greater control over my spirit. My soul has greater control. And I think maturity is learning to listen to my spirit, listen to his spirit. And if I, if I count on my emotions for that, you know, if I wait till I feel really good, I'm going to be waiting a long time because I can't let my soul, my mind, emotions, and will, I can't wait for them to catch up to my spirit. I just have to listen to my spirit and by faith, mm -hmm. just choose life. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I'm kind of like, you know, it sounds like, you know, Reinhardt and Steve or Reinhardt and Tim are kind of similar and you and I are kind of similar. Mm -hmm. you, know, you get those voices that, that say usually at night, mm -hmm. remember when you did this, Yeah. you know, boy, that was really stupid. You know, why did you do that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just say now it's like, well, gosh, thanks for, thanks for bringing that up. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to go back to Jesus because, yeah. Thanks for the reminder. I really needed that. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't self-loathe, you know, I don't hate mm -hmm. myself, but I just listen to my spirit regardless of the way I feel. And eventually my soul, my emotions are going to, and this is where I think we change. 
Reinhardt. I know that you said that, uh, you know, we want to just evaporate and not be there, but, but I am a person, you know, I am here and I, and I have all these things. And so uh, basically my mind, emotions, and will start to submit to my spirit because my spirit becomes one with his spirit. And, and, and I listen to that and it's a choice. Who am I going to listen to? Well, who, what voice am I going to listen to? And that's exactly what you were saying. No, is I, you know, I'm completing Christ. I'm not going to listen to that garbage anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm sure sometimes your emotions don't change. Mm-hmm. You still feel like crap. Yeah. But you say, you know, I'm a man of faith now. I'm not listening to that. Mm-hmm. But eventually, over time, that grows less and less and less. The periods are shorter. I know that's my experience. I could be depressed for months. And then, uh, you know, when I start listening to God's spirit in me and I choose to pick that, I say, okay, I I feel crappy, but I believe. I believe that in this, Jesus is going to fulfill me. Mm. And you know what? He does eventually. And those times get shorter and shorter and shorter. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Because it just depends on who I want to listen to, my spirit or my soul. How does that, what does that have to do with loving everybody else or loving myself? Well, it has everything to do with it because I'm choosing life. Mm-hmm. And as Tim said, it's kind of, I like the way you said it, Tim, is that, you know, I, uh, I don't have to listen. I'm full. And so it doesn't matter what people do to me anymore, one way or the other, really good or really bad. I'm full and I'm not looking for something from somebody else. Mm-hmm. But because I have Christ and I'm full, I'm, I choose life and I can give life to others. Yeah. Shay's been wiggling this whole time. She's been dying to say something. So Shay, I'm go ahead. Because I was just listening to everybody and like listening to the stories and things like that. And really it comes down to, and I could be wrong. So you can kick me out if you want. It just comes down to not stopping, releasing the idea that our behavior matters and accepting our identity in Jesus. Because from everything I'm hearing, it's like, if I'm not loving myself, it's because I'm doing blah, 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 blah. Mm. In order to love myself, I have to do this, be this, act this. And really that's all just finding your identity and behavior, where if you Take the notion that behavior is what saves you, then it's more of my behavior is going to suck sometimes because I'm human. My behavior is not going to align with self love because I'm human. My behavior is not going to align with maybe what the Bible says or the church says or my neighbor says or whoever says because I'm human. But I can love myself and I can love me fully because I accept my identity in Jesus, because I accept that he's in me and he's my everything. And so even on the days that I suck or I'm a bad mom or a bad wife, or um, I use my good to manipulate or whatever those things may be, because we all have them. That's all just based on our behavior and not on the fact that Jesus is our identity and he lives within us and accept the fact that sometimes you're going to be a piece of crap because you just, you're human 
but your identity isn't in those behavioral things. Your identity is not in how well you think you're showing up for somebody, how well you think you're loving somebody, because really that's just your perception instead of having that full notion that you have God in you and you have that full acceptance of your identity in Jesus and to not have the expectations of yourself and your expectations of others to uphold this unrealistic idea of how you should or shouldn't act. And so I think that at least what I was hearing is basically redefining self-love as acceptance of your identity in Jesus and not your behavior and how you feel you should or shouldn't act. That's all I wanted to say. What do you guys think of that? (laughs) Well, I just, I wish you could not say it before I said it or something. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, and in case, just as a side note, yes, Shay, uh, I agree with you. If I've got my internal sense of being bad, complete, and whole because of the reality of who Jesus actually made me, and uh, okay, just a small two things I'm going to say. Listen through to me. I, I was taught in seminary and um uh that uh, this is a this is a really important thing to me i heard in seminary and it's because it was it, they were good guys with good teaching uh who loved jesus uh, but they always made this statement and i, I realized it was an illustration but it was that uh you know i i'm just lucky that god sees me through the shadow of the cross and he doesn't see what a wretched nobody I really am because mm-hmm. of seeing things through the shadow of the cross. I understand the sincerity was they wanted to show how completely Christ sacrificed covered us. And I appreciate that. But I got to tell you, when it came down to accepting that I'm incredibly loved because Christ made me somebody I never was before, the shadow of Christ cross doesn't get it for me. Yeah, It was because of what Christ did on the cross that he also gave me the ability to become a whole nother creature, a whole nother creation because of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason, if I never accept it, or if I don't accept it at a given particular moment, by the divine power of Christ, I've been made completely lovable by him mm-hmm. because he deposited his life in me. And it's not a matter of it. God just sees me a particular way. I am that now, according to the scriptures. And, and that revelation changed much of how I view life right now, because I'm not just praying that somehow the shadow of the cross gets knocked off kelter and Jesus really sees me. And all this. <laughs> that I really have become. So that's one thing that's really important to me. And then the other, the other piece is just this, that, for anyone whose hair might be on fire right now, because you, you said what you said really, really well, Shay, and I want you to hear it. But for the people that think, well, so you guys are saying obeying doesn't even matter at all. <laughs> well, actually, obey, obeying does matter, and here's why. And I'm not the first guy to say it, and I won't be the last. God, we've been taught, or I was taught my whole life, that I better obey so Jesus will accept me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The truth is, is God gave me all these um, commands and specifically to obey him because 
it satisfies me and it was a gift to me so that I could enjoy the life that he created me to live. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, uh, and Steve, you said something, I don't remember exactly, I won't restate it earlier. Uh, Reinhardt, you said something earlier, uh, but oh, but for those of you that are listening are saying, look, these guys don't even, they think it doesn't ever matter anything. Obedience is not even an issue we should be discussing. I really want you to hear this. It matters a lot because since Christ created you to be somebody different, you'll only be satisfied in life when you obey Jesus. That's it. You can go ahead and do it. You can disobey all you want. But the truth is you'll never be satisfied again as a Christ follower. And uh, so this last week, there's a guy who really offended me, a mate, in a big way. And I found myself trying to convince him how wrong he really was, Mm. how dastardly what he did was so, so that he was standing in the way of God. And I mean, I had a whole, I was, I was at my best. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, all I could hear from the Lord was you're mine and I love you so much. Mm. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Living in that moment, and I'm not, I, I don't anybody hear that I've got it, I got this under control now. Oh. Hear that in that moment, I I actually bought what Reinhardt was talking about earlier. And in that moment, all I could feel for the guy was compassion. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, compassion wasn't on my list. Uh, it had occurred to me that there would be such a good thing as a, a becoming a Christian cop with a baton that I could just beat the living daylights. Out of. <laughs> but it was to, to Reinhardt's point, when I listened to that, when I received that in that moment, even my thoughts of what that guy needed shifted. And I'm not, mm-hmm. listen, what the truth was, was he wrong in some of the things that he did? That's absolutely correct. Am I even saying that um, that I that there is appropriate ways to challenge a brother because you love him, and that's mm-hmm. a whole other discussion at another time. But I actually think I suddenly became safe to do what he really needed to have done towards him, mm-hmm. because now I out because I loved the self that Jesus made me. Mm-hmm. That this other person and and was reminded by him that I was at now the very natural things that Jesus would feel towards somebody like that started being stirred up in me. Yeah. That makes sense to you. Yeah. Yeah. For the others of you that are listening and I know you guys agree, but for those of you that might be listening to this podcast and going, wow, you know, I just another podcast talking about the deep theological gobbledygook of (laughs) no, this is a very real everyday thing. And it's going to be the defining mark. Uh, last thing, I promise. It it makes me a bit sick to hear that it's become really cool to volunteer for stuff and really cool, you know, for you to just invest, 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 because anybody can do that. And I'm glad people volunteer. So don't hear that. I think it's wrong to volunteer. But there's there's something radically different when as a Christ follower, I accept the fact of who I am and that I'm, I'm, I can now invest in, in a way in people that the spirit of Christ is just 
pouring out of me. And nobody might ought to be able to, may be able to look between the two guys that are in the serving line, serving soup to the homeless or whatever it is I'm doing at a particular moment. Mm -hmm. Life of Jesus is, is amazingly pouring out of me because it's him in me doing that thing now. And so uh, I'm just happy that Jesus grants me again and again, a picture of what he, what he has created me to be and why he loves me so much. Mm -hmm. You know, obedience is a dangerous topic (laughs) because it's all through the scriptures. I mean, it's, it's, you need to obey, 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 obey. And, you know, in a, in a way it's the hallmark of a believer. You can say that, but on the other hand, as soon as we start saying that obedience equals acceptance by God, mm-hmm. that's where we have a problem. Mm-hmm. And when we, when I say acceptance, I mean, you know, you're accepted because of the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're accepted because I am a new creation. Of course, the Lord wants us to, to come to him. And if we don't come to him, then it's a choice we've made and, and you're going to miss out. But when I come to him, I'm accepted because of Jesus and his blood. I'm not accepted because I obey. Although because I'm a new creation, I want to obey. Not because I have to, not because I have a 45 stuck to my head, you know, <laughs> not because that's what's, you know, it's going to make me acceptable to God. Yeah. It's because I want to. Because it's about relationship. That's what it's about. And so, you know, we do get kind of wrapped around the axle on obedience. And, and that's where legalism comes from. And I, you know, I was a master. Mm. And, uh, it's just nice being free from that. Mm. It's nice being free from that and being able to love God because I want to. Because I know who he is and I know what he's done for me. And it's like you were saying, Tim, it's just, it's precious that it's not just the shadow of the cross. It's who he is. And it's what I am in him. I'm more than just a sinner saved by grace. Mm -hmm. It's it's who I am. I'm a child. Yeah. Yeah. Child of promise. Oh, yeah. So I agree with you, Shane. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, you got that yeah, out. Yeah, and and me too. Mostly, except that here's and I think this is what I love about the Lord is He speaks our own language, mm-hmm. and He mm-hmm. always meets us right where we're at. Yeah. So, yeah. like Tim, I love Tim addressing the people that are listening to this podcast. Is like if this makes no sense, or you think this is a bunch of spiritual BS. Go for, keep on going. That's right on. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. And, and you will, uh, and the Lord will, you know, if this is important for him to mean, be important for you, he'll, he'll make it clear sometime. And if not, just like, this just might be where we're at and what we're learning and how we're walking today. And we want to grow tomorrow and maybe, maybe we'll be where you're at, uh, or not. Uh, but I, I like the idea that God loves me no matter what my identity was. Uh, he loved me before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so for me, that's where he's speaking to me is that my identity used to be super important to me. 
you know, and, uh, and I went through and I had a list of all I was in Christ and is now like, you know what? Uh, I, he loves me. Mm-hmm. He loves, he loves me and he has loved me from b- before time. Mm-hmm. And I am just overwhelmingly thankful. Mm-hmm. And so I, so for all of us, I think it's great that we each bring a different perspective mm-hmm. and a yeah. different past and different gifts and different personalities. And, uh, and hopefully all of those things will speak to the people that hear the con this podcast. And also it's just great hearing you guys and how you're the Lord's leading each of us in in our walks. So I just really admire you guys for being so vulnerable and, Mm-hmm. sharing your hearts so clearly and deeply amen yeah i agree and i uh we probably should wrap this up but uh, i mean i think we could go for another hour easily but um i did want to answer the question um uh reinhardt you asked how do i what does it look like how do i love myself right now uh for me uh i'm kind of the you know months into it not fully into it yet that some of you probably been into, but, um, for me, it's really helped me to understand that Jesus accepts me exactly how I am with all my faults, all my failures. And I mean, I do things weird every day. (laughs) I don't want to get into it, but you know, I, I don't do things perfectly. I have strange thoughts and knowing that Jesus loves me God loves me 100%. I think that's, that is what's really helped me. And honestly, the only thing I do and what it looks like to love myself is invite him in, in the moment, every, every time I think of it, every time a nasty voice happens, every time I do something wrong, or even if I'm not doing anything wrong and just walking through the day and go, Hey, Jesus, what are you doing today? How's your day going? Just acknowledge him, acknowledge that he's in me. That is, I think, what helps me. At least that's what it looks like to me to love myself, is just constantly invite him in to the relationship. And I think it's uh I think it helps to talk back to those nasty voices. And I've <laughs> You know, just for the listeners, you know, I've had the nasty voice in my head for six, seven months of you shouldn't podcast. No one wants to hear your stories. No one cares about the people you bring on. Nobody, you know, just that constantness. And I'm just like, yeah, you're, you know, I finally just said, yeah, you're right. Why should I podcast there? Nobody, nobody cares. And now I start inviting Jesus in and he's like, all right, start podcasting. Let's go. And so I really do appreciate, sorry, I really do appreciate all you guys and Shay for being willing to get on here with me and just telling your story like Steve Reinhardt was saying and just, just the openness that everyone has. And I mean, it's very genuine for me and very, um, I don't know, it's very, uh, yeah, I don't know how else to say. I just love you guys and I just love how you guys are willing to be so open and honest when these are hard questions. I think, you know, I didn't, I asked that uh, Tim that question just because I wanted to know just for, it just kind of, it kind of challenges our belief system, right? 
of what God actually, what do you think God actually thinks of you when you make a mistake? Yeah. Is he the man with the big hammer? He's ready to hammer you as soon as you make a mistake or you make that mistake and he just loves you even more. And my belief is he loves us even more when we make those mistakes because he knows eventually you're going to go back to him. You know, he makes us with all these faults because that's what makes us go back to us. That's the contrast, right? He loves contrast and he loves absolutely everything. Absolutely. 100%. What's each and every one of us, we all, we're all different. We all have our thorn. If you want to call it too, he loves all of that. And I think that's, what's so special about him. And like all you guys have talked about being full and not needing anything else. Yeah, you're right. And I hope I can keep continue going down that path of not needing someone to tell me I'm doing good or, you know, that I'm loved. I just want to know I'm loved and keep moving forward in that. So you guys have anything else to say uh, before we end or? Well, yeah. I'm just grateful. And by the way, I'm really glad until I return again and, and again to the fullness of what, you know, listening more to the voice of Jesus. I'm glad I've got guys like you to actually say the truth to me every once in a while. <laughs> and love me in spite of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love you, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, Christ did encourage us as the body of Christ. It's what, that is the point of being together. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, to carry each other's burdens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So thank you. Yep. Yeah. All right. Anybody else before I end it? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I think uh I think this was kind of a trial thing to see if we could do five of us. I think we can. Um, I'm hoping you guys will sign up to do more with us. Um, I know we have a long list. Uh, Steve Reinhardt and I have made a very long list of podcasts. I think Tim, probably Steve Hahn has some too. So we got a lot of ideas coming up and we'll continue doing these as long as I keep inviting Jesus in <laughs> and not listen to that nasty voice. So love you all. Love you. Love to the listeners. And just to, I just want to say real quick to some of the listeners that have reached out recently and just, um, I'm sure God put it, you, you know, put them on their heart that uh, to email me and just encourage me to start podcasting again. I just want to uh, say thank you to them taking the time. I know, um, you know, this day and age, it's hard to kind of take the time and write somebody. So I really do appreciate the people out there that did reach out to me. So thank you so much. And Abiding Life Ministries, we're out. All right. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.